What's up, gang? This is Food Network star and culinary master of the Marvel Universe, Justin Warner, and you are listening to the podcast that's everything you ever wanted but never asked for. You know it. PSVG Prime. Now that that's out of the way, and where we dropping, boys? Welcome, one and all, to this week's episode of PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. It is I, your host, Kevin. Hopefully just one of me now if my mic's not echoing. But, as you may notice if you're listening, I'm the only voice here. I'm all alone, all by myself. Now you may say, Kevin, how is somebody as awesome as you find yourself alone podcasting on a weekend? Well, you see, nobody can quite match the level of awesome that I have. It's the real answer. But, you know who does match this level of awesome are the folks over at patreon.com slash PSVG. So it's time to thank our awesome Patreon producers, Edmund Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Borboni, Devin Tice, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calicote, Mike Massick, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fahaba, Rob Emanuel, Rude Days 93, Grouchy Surge, and Ben Moxham. Thank you all so much for your support. We do really appreciate it. So... With that being said, if you want to support us as well, head over to patreon.com slash PSVG and find out all the great things you get, including all those special podcasts you can't get anywhere else. That's right. PlayStation Games does like 87 shows a week, but we somehow managed to give you even more if you're a Patreon supporter. Things from wrestling podcasts, early access to Decade of Horror movie podcasts with Josh and myself, uh, Bored with Everything, our kind of variety show, and of course, our super ultra popular risque even uh, PSVG DLC shows. So yeah, that's all out there for you to get access to. So patreon.com slash PSVG if you'd like to support us. And of course, we thank you so much if you choose to do so. Now, with that being said, uh, time to get to the real reason. Uh, So Lucas has been participating in the Decade of Horror, of course, so he wasn't able to make it uh, this evening. There's been scheduling things shifting all over the place. But we did get to do something kind of amazing that we don't normally get to do at PSVG. And we actually got a majority of the staff all together to play Among Us. Now, we've tried to do community game nights before. We've done them. We've had lots of participation, but rarely do we get most of the staff involved to this level uh, because of either, you know, differing interest in games, uh, access to the consoles or the game itself. Uh, but Among Us is one that's available on PC and it's free on mobile if you want to play there too. So we had gotten together and done that uh, and it was quite awesome. So if you didn't check it out, uh, head over to the stream and you can see it's up on our YouTube uh, or you can head over to my Twitch page, twitch.tv slash PSVG Kevin and the full video is there as well. We played for like two and a half hours. We just had a great time. Uh, the chat was hopping. There were so many people watching and participating and it was just great watching, uh, you know, me yell at Donnie, uh, Rebecca constantly defending herself, um, you know, Lucas just being shady, so on and so forth. But it, it was a ton, ton of fun and we look to do the same again, hopefully soon. Um, but we shall see. But that was a great thing uh, for us to all do. So it was a lot of fun. Um, so if you haven't checked out Among Us, uh, definitely do. So it's kind of taking the internet by storm right now. It is the new hotness, as you might say. Um, with that, though, let's jump into what I've been playing. Um, and I got three games I want to talk about tonight. Uh, saving some stuff for next week when Lucas is back. But first thing, uh, the Mafia remaster obviously came out and released. Uh, I did stream quite a bit of that. Um, 
that is a damn good remaster, I will say. Um, I had played that game originally, but I honestly don't remember much about it. I remember much, much more of Mafia 2. Um, so this almost felt like a new story. Uh, I remembered like very small bits and pieces, but it felt like an entirely new story. Um, quite the looker. I mean, it looks way better than something like Grand Theft Auto. It looks even better than the Mafia 2 remaster. Um, the team definitely spent a lot of love and care uh, on that game uh, there. So if you're not familiar with Mafia, um, it is basically... Um, I don't want to say it's a Grand Theft Auto clone, but it's an open world crime simulator. Uh, you kind of drive out and go and do these different random missions and kind of go through. Um, but yeah, the story is you're, you're just, you start off as a, as a cabbie actually, who uh, during the prohibition era. So, you know, use a lot of, uh, alcohol bootlegging and such and so on and so forth, moonshine things of that nature. Um, and, uh, you end up running into some mafia guys who are trying to get away and you end up being their wheelman form. And then you just end up in the mob life. Uh, so, I mean, there's some great scenes, you know, shootouts in, in the restaurants and, and the whole thing you really expect to see from there. Uh, Hey Garrett. Hey Dev. Um, and it was really, a really great story. That was just something, you know, Grand Theft Auto is, is hailed for its stories and, and don't get me wrong. Grand Theft Auto sells a thousand, a million times more than what Mafia does. Don't don't get me wrong here. But I enjoy the Mafia one because I think the narrative is just something a little more mature um, and, and more well-crafted, very much like a movie experience. Like you're playing the Godfather kind of things. Like there was things like uh, racing events where you're actually having to jump in and be a wheelman in a, in a racing event. Um, and, and just that old 1930s era, the music, the, the fashion um, just kind of the way of life during that time uh, was really cool. Uh, and it's a great story. I don't want to give too much away, but you end up, you know, going from a cabbie to a guy in the mafia and, and pretty high up on there. So it's a great narrative that leads uh, directly into what, you know, events in mafia two. Uh, so I'm looking forward to eventually jumping into mafia three, which actually was one I have not played yet. Uh, so that I will be going in completely blind, but I couldn't say enough nice things about the mafia remaster. So if you're looking for a great narrative experience, um, with some Grand Theft Auto-esque type things in there. Uh, Mafia 3 will uh, give you an offer you can't quite refuse. Moving on, I did want to jump into something a little bit different that had been on my radar for a while, actually, and I never just got the chance to play it. But you know what? Game Pass, being as awesome as it is, decided to drop it right in my lap. And that is Stranger Things 3, the game. So we all know Stranger Things. We all love Stranger Things. Uh, you know, hell, I wish I was getting Season 4 right now in time for Halloween, but... You know, things happen. But Stranger Things, the game, is the official companion game to Season 3 of the original series from Netflix. Um, you play through the events in the series while uncovering some never-before-seen quests, character interactions, and secrets. Um, so it, it follows the same story there of, of that season. So there's not really any surprises there. But what is really cool is if you remember the Super Nintendo game, I believe it was on Genesis as well, like Zombies Ate My Neighbors. The game kind of looks like that, uh, that same perspective where it's it's not quite top down, but it's kind of top down. And you have your open world communities, there's different areas, you know, you get the mall, uh, you have the suburbs, you have the town center, you know, where uh, the characters work, the hardware store, things of that nature. Um, and you kind of go and you have these different missions in there and you like some fetch quests like, hey, you have to bring, you know, this person a flashlight or you have to get the Russian to English dictionary so Steve can try and translate the things there too. So it's uh it's really really cool the art style i dig it's very super nintendo era-esque um and if you're a stranger things fan it's kind of cool to get these different combinations of characters you can you can control two characters at a time um and you unlock different characters as you go through the game and each have their own unique abilities 
um, support functions and even special moves in some cases. Um, so it's kind of cool to see as you kind of progress through there what each person can do. Um, you know, you get Hopper and he just, you know, all out just punches people in the face. You get Eleven who kind of does these shock powers. Um, Dustin who can hack through computerized locks and things of that nature. So it's really cool to see how each character you definitely need to use at different parts. So you may have a favorite character you stick to, uh, but you definitely need to switch off and unlock additional characters in order to actually progress through the story. So if you're a Stranger Things fan and a retro game fan, I uh, can't say enough uh, nice things about it. And once again, it's on Game Pass. So man, if you have an Xbox or you have Game Pass Ultimate on PC, it's kind of a no-brainer. It's, it's very fun to play, and it's not a terribly long game, um, but it just was a nice little palate cleanser in between these longer experiences um, that I've been playing. The last thing I'm going to talk about this week is another game I reviewed for GamesReviews.com, and this one's called Nexomon Extinction. I know Dev, who's in the chat as we're doing this right now, um, put it up on there, and he, he watched me stream a little bit of it, and it's basically, at its core, it's a more adult version of Pokemon. Uh, it's still a, you know, gotta catch them all, monster tamer type game where you run around catching these different beasts um but yeah it's it's a little bit more mature so the the story goes as follows the world is on the brink of extinction as mighty tyrant nexomon fight for dom- dominion over humans and monsters uh you join the tamers guild aka pokemon trainers um to restore balance before all hope is lost and basically what this is this world is kind of like <clears throat> whereas pokemon are treated more like pets uh in the series nexomon are actually like against the human race they want to eliminate us from the planet um and certain tamers are able to kind of win the favor of nexomon to help them fight back against the tyrants who are basically giant dragons or dinosaurs or things of that nature uh, but it, it, it operates the exact same way as pokemon does you get your set of different animals uh they have different elemental abilities um let's see this one has a uh, normal fire water plant mineral wind electric Psychic and Ghost, so very, very similar to Pokemon. Um, and they each have that those different advantages and disadvantages over other types, like Water Strong against Fire, so on and so forth. So it's very much like that. Um, I will say I like the art style better than Pokemon. Uh, in the overworld, the map uh, perspective, when you're walking around from town to town and, and jumping into these different encounters, um, it still has that very Pokemon look, but it's like uh, chibi, like your character's the big head, the big eyes, um, in that fashion sense. Um, but the dynamic when it switches to the actual battles um i think the art style actually inches out over pokemon for me the character models look a little bit better there's a little bit more distinction to their moves still not the full-on all-out you know things like when we see pikachu do thundershock we want to see pikachu doing thundershock you don't quite get that in this game either but it's a little bit closer you can say okay if he does this kind of move this certain thing happens and it looks a little bit fluid um the really fun thing about this, though, as I said, the story is a little bit darker. It's a little bit more mature. So Pokemon fans, if you're older, I think you will enjoy this because it's more of that adult story where it's a little bit less about, like, I need to be the champion and be the best to, I got to save the world, bro. You know, that that's what you're up against here. Um, but there's also some fourth wall breaking stuff. There's this little cat companion you have. I, I can't remember his name at this point, but he makes a lot of jokes about how cheesy the game is and, and different anime or RPG tropes that happen throughout the game. Uh, so it's also pretty funny at the same time. So if you like these kinds of games, I think you would enjoy it. If you're not a Pokemon kind of player, I don't think this game is going to do anything to win you over and say, man, I've never wanted to play Pokemon, but this game, this is for me. It's not, uh, it's definitely worth a play. If you're a fan of this type of game, um, 
And I think it's definitely, you know, probably not better than the strongest Pokemon game, but it's definitely a top contender there. Um, and it does enough right, I think, to make you want to play it, but it doesn't quite have that same charm that the Pokemon characters have. I mean, gosh, you got to remember, I played my first Pokemon game, what, over 20 years ago at this point, and I still remember most of the original Pokemon. It's just kind of how that is. Um, Nexomon, none of these characters or, or creatures really seem to stand out that I'm going to remember for a long period of time, but... Uh, it's a pretty darn good game, so I think if you're into that style, check it out for sure. Um, so this show is going to be a little bit shorter, obviously, because it's just me talking, and I can only do so much and tolerate myself really so much, so I don't want to put you folks through the same thing. Um, so we're going to just jump right into the messages at this point. Message for you, sir. And Dev asks favorite thing about psvg and the chat if you're watching now if you have additional questions feel free to give them to me because i only have two right now um but dev asked the favorite thing about psvg well i mean dev you, you got to experience a little bit of that last night um with our among us stream and it is the community we've built and not just the team now god knows there's so many of us on the team and, and I mean, i talk to these guys and girls more than my own family most of the time not my own immediate family in the house but like my relatives i talk to these guys daily multiple times a day we fight we we go through life experiences together we comfort each other and we celebrate our wins and we mourn our losses all together so that camaraderie we have is by far my favorite thing there but it extends beyond that we gotta look at the, our overall community too as well uh people that tuned in to watch the among us stream and kind of participate the people give us feedback on our shows the people who support us at patreon um the people we've met and made friends through our podcast circle people like sean capri like bobby um you know it, it, grouchy like these are the folks that we interact with through other podcasts that then kind of came into the fold with us here um that's been by far the greatest thing it's the most rewarding thing i will say by far and just looking at things like you know, you can have a podcast and look at things like numbers and say, gosh, there's a lot of people that listen to us. And, and we have that at PSVG. I'm not gonna, we're not going to brag about stuff like that, but it doesn't really mean much unless you have that interaction with them. Cause otherwise it's a very one-sided thing. Like I'm talking to this microphone right now. Uh, yes, there's a live chat over on Twitch right now, but you know, nobody's talking back to me. And typically when it is, it's just me and Lucas, you know, we bounce off each other. So that's a conversation between us that other people get to hear. But when the people reach out to us through Discord, through Twitter, through whatever, through Twitch, that's a little bit more real. It's a little bit more tangible. And, and that's really what I, I what I like. It's just and knowing that that's there and, and things that have come from that, getting to interview industry insiders, uh, you know, talk to legends in the media of video games, get to talk to yeah, and become friends with people like Justin Warner, um, talking to Sean Baichu, who got to play Wrench, one of my favorite characters in, in all of gaming, things like that. Like that, that could never happen without people supporting and listening and voicing that for us as well. Um, because any Joe Schmo can start a podcast and talk to people, but then reach out to folks and be like, hey, I'd really like to bring you on this show. Well, you know, those people are looking at it as a marketing experience for them too. Like, like let's be honest, they're not going to just come on a show because you know, they, they're bored. They got nothing else to do. They, they look at it as a way for them to market themselves, uh, get their information out more. If there's something for them to promote, they want to do that, obviously. Um, so if they don't know that there's an audience there, they're not just going to jump on anybody's podcast. And I think that's kind of evident with the people PSVG has been able to talk to an interview throughout all of our shows, not, not just, you know, Prime by all means. Every show we've had has had some big name guests, and it's fantastic to see. Um, and all that comes from just that interaction, that support we have from each other and, and just going from there. So... Yeah, I think that's my favorite thing about PSVG is just this thing we've built and this family it is really between the staff and the community and the friends we made along the way. 
Um, things like uh, another big one for me too that's become really near and dear to me the last couple of years has been Extra Life. Um, obviously, being a gamer and listening to gaming podcasts, I've heard about Extra Life years ago. That's not it's not anything new. Um, and just talking to folks about what it is and this and that, it's like, man. And the opportunity came up to participate in it last year, and we've talked about it before, so I'm not going to get into too much detail, but it was in, it was in Rome, uh, New York, upstate New York. Um, so I had the opportunity to go, and I'm like, you know what? It's not that far away. Uh, I talked to Josh, and Josh was like, yeah, let's go. So that, that was an edge there, and knowing Sean was going to be there, and I, I'd have connections there to people I, I know. I mean, obviously, I know Josh a little bit closer because we worked together for years, but, um, you know, I've never met Sean, but I knew Sean was going to be there, and I knew uh, Mr. Bad Bit, Jason, uh, Jason Moran, was going to be there, so... Joseph Moran, sorry. Um, so things like that, where it's like, man, I, all right, there's an opportunity to meet these people. I've, I've seen or heard their names of Skinny Matt, uh, Garrett, you know, things like that. Like, I, I, air quotes, know them, but I didn't know them. Um, so to get to do that experience and go to New York and spend 25 hours with these folks and play some video games and, and meet them and talk to them, you know, hug Sean, things like that. It, it was It was really fun to do. And, and for a great cause and i mean last year i was able to raise way more money than i ever thought i was going to especially considering i started fundraising uh very late into it but it got into a heated um back and forth between me and sean for a while uh trying to rib each other into getting people to to donate which is which was a great thing but when it was all said and done it just felt really good to do something um so that's why this year we, we decided to do it again. Um, but because 2020 is what it is, we couldn't do the event in New York. Uh, they're not doing an in-person event anyway. So we've been talking about a PSVG for many, many years. And Nathan especially has tried to do this because Nathan is a, a veteran of Extra Life, if you will, um, to do a PSVG team. So we've done one. Um, so if you go to Extra Life, you can look it up and find our, our team page. And right now, as I'm recording this, we are just over $1,500 in about a week. Um between myself, Josh, Dev, Garrett, Nathan, and Nathan brought over a friend, Dan, as well. Um, it's just cool to see we're doing something good. And I mean, it, we're an older, older podcast where a lot of us are parents. So seeing things like Children's Hospital, that's a necessity we all need, we all have is dependent on these types of things. But hopefully, knock on wood, we don't need to experience those. But we all probably at least know, if not firsthand, had experienced things and know stories of people who've had to rely on these things. So it's a great cause. It's not just gamers saying, oh, I'm looking for a chance to play games for 24 hours straight like I could back in college. You know, No, it's it's fundraising for a great cause. Uh, we all have these stories. And that's just that's another thing that I've just learned to love and appreciate through PSVG because I never would have done it if I didn't have the opportunity from somebody inviting me to having the opportunity to go someplace close local and do it uh, and then having Josh you know all in to go as well because it would have been weird just driving by myself out there um, but yeah that's all things that just came because of what PSVG has offered us and you know we're doing it again this year and this year it will be remote so I will be alone trying to do it but we'll be streaming together as a team and doing different things so uh, stay tuned to that but yeah if you're looking just uh, head over to extralife.org and search up play some video games and uh, you will get our team page and you can select away from the roster and donate please do so we'll have some raffles and stuff to announce later on but yeah it's for a good cause um so thank you div uh next question garrett asked in the chat uh steak or chicken um so this is going to be a little bit controversial um i'm saying chicken and i know a lot of people would say steak or they go with both but here's my reasoning um there's a lot you can do with chicken Chicken's kind of the blank canvas of the food world. Um, you can make it in multiple different styles and things. And, and steak you can too to an extent, but not nearly as much. Um, so that that's why I say chicken. But And here's, here's the other part to this. So growing up, 
um, my parents worked a lot, right? My mom's always worked in retail. I think my whole life she worked at a lot of pharmacies and now works for Kohl's, um, but things like that. So my mom would work these crazy hours. It was never like nine to five job, but my dad did work a nine to five job uh, in a factory, a nut and bolt factory for a long time. And he was a truck driver for a bit too. Um, so my dad was always the one that cooked dinner most of the time. My mom may or may not be there. So my dad was just a consistent cook and my dad loves steak like a lot. So I, as a child growing up would have steak two or three times a week and I grew to hate it. Um, so yeah, that, that's another reason why I can still eat a steak, just not nearly as often. And I like a very thin steak to be honest. Um, so yeah, it's steak has kind of been tainted for me just because of the amount of times I had to have it, uh, growing up. So yeah, that's kind of about that. So thank you Garrett for that one. And the last question comes from Chalfie then. And Chalfie asked me, he is more of a request than a question. He wanted to know if I could do a Kevin hates everything segment, but also balance it with a Kevin loves segment. So I was trying to think about things because, um, and I mean, this has been addressed quite a few times here and on the Xbox empire that I'm tired of fighting. (laughs) So I don't really want to argue about things. Um, so I had to look for something that kind of annoyed me, but then I was also really happy with it at the same time, uh, other than among us, because I had a great time and there was lots of yelling. Um, and I'm going to go with Sony. So here's the, here's how I'm approaching this child and everybody else listening is I am going to hate and love Sony in this same portion here. So I'm going to start off with the hate. So this came out earlier today, actually yesterday about the PS five. Um, as we know, if you've been following the news here, uh, Microsoft's been really good about releasing content, um, information on the series X and the series S. I mean, Xbox is even doing TikToks now, which I think is really funny. Um, and Sony really hasn't. And that's not really what I'm mad about because I do know it's coming. Uh, I have some information that, and we saw it in Japan, that um, PS5s are now hitting people's influencers' hands, getting their hands on it, and getting to use it now. So we'll start seeing more impressions. Some stuff came out of Japan, uh, but US and Canada doesn't have them yet, but they will be coming soon. I know that for a fact. Um, but the newest leak is that the 825 gigabyte PS5, that's right, it's not a terabyte because that would make way too much sense. They opted for an 825 gig PS5, will offer only 664 gigabytes of usable storage space. So that means the OS is pretty darn big. Um, now we know Sony's doing a lot in the OS and the features there, um, the loading time. So that stuff is naturally going to take up more space. But you look at this way, so the one terabyte Xbox Series X is giving people 802 gigabytes of storage space uh, after the OS is added, of course. Um, and you can expand that memory, which we know it's coming there too. Um, but the PS5, it's it's a little tight. Now, I am a very frugal gamer. I don't really expand memory, although I did finally just buy um, a ex- more expansive uh, micro SD card for my Switch, which is the first thing I have a base Xbox One uh, S and the original launch PS4. So I have never expanded any memory anywhere. So I'm kind of that person that can manage it. And I, I will still manage on PS5 when I'm eventually able to get one. Um, but this seems a lot smaller. Like already you have this weird size where it's 825 gigabytes of, of storage as opposed to one terabyte, whatever. But then, you know, you're losing almost 200 gigabytes for the OS. So it's really not that great. Now, don't get me wrong. The Xbox One isn't getting as nearly as much flack, but they're also losing 200 gigabytes of, of data just by the memory that's there, but they're offering you more up front, So it's a lot easier. So realistically, I, if I get a launch PS five, am getting only 
about 150 more gigabytes of storage space than I had for my launch PS4, which that seems to be crazy. And we know, now don't get me wrong, we know OS updates can actually compress and make it smaller so you'll gain more stuff back. But let's be honest, it could also go the other way and the OS can take up more space. Uh, look at things like Call of Duty uh, Warzone. That thing is getting absolutely massive with every single update that they do. So it can go either way, really. And I, I'm sure there'll be some compression things here. And don't get me wrong, take out the grain of salt until Sony actually talks about these things. It's not official. But considering people are getting their hands on the console, they're, you know, influencers getting it done there and the leaks are coming through. I don't put it out of the realm of possibility that this is a very real thing. And it just kind of really is annoying and stupid to be like, man, we know these games are getting bigger and bigger. Um, there's been an extreme shortage of the PS5 digital models. And I'm starting to wonder, like, is this why? Because you basically won't be able to use a digital model because if you're getting if you're getting that little storage space and everything is going to be a full install on there. And these games are going to be huge. Like, don't get me wrong. Some of these launch titles may not be that big because they're still cross-platform. They're designed for both. But as we start getting a year out, year and a half out, and we get to these games that are just next-gen, they're going to be big. Uh, and if you're already dealing with a smaller memory size to begin with, you may really just have to resort to having one or two games installed, and that's it. Um, which even for me, as frugal as I am with my memory space, at least on my Xbox, I have five or six or seven games installed at any given time. I don't know if I'll be able to do that next gen based on the size of these files and the limitations of the operating system, but we shall see. So that's my, that's my gripe with Sony. Now, my thing I like about Sony and my love about Sony this week actually also has some people mad, but not me. And that is the Spider-Man remaster on PS5 recasts Peter Parker. So... The internet, because it's the internet, uh, you know, I've already done death threats to the new face of Peter Parker um, and the developers, Insomniac Games, things of that nature. They're just really losing their crap about it, to be honest. Um, but if you've seen what Insomniac has done with Spider-Man Remaster already now, yes, that game is not that old. So to have a remaster is kind of weird to be like, man, it's not just a and this is where a lot of people debate, like, why can't I just get a. a, a you know, free upgrade to the PS5 version. Well, it's because this PS5 version is actually very different. And this is another reason why uh, this isn't just an up res. This isn't just, let's add more puddles uh, to bring back the puddle gate. The Spider-Man had, this is something that they went back to the lab and started working on again. Um, the main reason about this is the person who actually does the face acting for Peter Parker, the guy, the guy who actually does the motion capture, uh, the Sean Baichu that is Spider-Man in this case looks very different from the guy who played Peter Parker in the original game. So it was very hard to do the face mapping when somebody looks drastically different. That's why in a game when you see the people uh, who do the motion capture for the face and the actual model that the body is is sculpted after, there's normally some similarities there. At least the facial structure is the same. Uh, you know, they may not look identical, though sometimes they do look pretty darn good. Um, but it's just the bone structure. Like you look at the nose, where the eyebrows are placed, where the ears are placed. If they're really far off, that's really hard for a developer to then reskin that motion capture over this other model and have it look right. Otherwise, it'll end up looking like sloth from the Goonies. You're like, hey, you guys. Um, and nobody wants that unless you're playing the Goonies game. Um, so they had to recast it in this new one to go back to the lab and make this game look much better. And this new character looks a lot closer in facial structure to the motion capture person. Now... Also, at the same time, this new Spider-Man does look a lot more like Tom Holland. And I don't see that as a bad thing, although a lot of people are like, they're just doing it to make it look like Tom Holland. Well, if you look at the news when the Avengers game first got announced, and they showed the character models for there and everyone lost their crap because they look nothing like the Avengers in the MCU. 
well, maybe Spider-Man's trying to avoid that and trying to make him look like Peter Parker, uh, look like Tom Holland. So it's fine. But I will say, based on what we're seeing, the footage here, the reflections, there's been a lot of photos going around there showing like Spider-Man perched on the wall on PS4 version versus the PS5 version. Now you see like a full reflection. The colors are so much more vibrant. Like it is insane how good that game looks. So I am all for it. It's not just an up res in, in, in you know, textures and, and adding more Ks and resolution in frames per second. Like, yes, we're getting all that stuff too, but they actually took time to make this game even better than it already was. And in my opinion, make the Spider-Man look a little less goofy and a little more cool. But that's just me. So there you have it, Sony. I hate you and love you this week. So that's that. So that's enough from you guys. Thank you so much for your messages. As always, you can reach out to us on the Discord. Tweet at me, at PSVG Kevin. We'll always ask you for questions. And who knows? Uh, hopefully soon we'll also get to doing this Twitch thing a little bit live uh, all the time with Lucas and myself. And we can uh, you guys can drop your questions in the chat as well as you did tonight. So thank you all for that. Uh, but it's been a week. So it's time to check out now the news of the week. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. First one I'm dropping in here is Fall Guys Season 2 begins this week as you're listening, not as I'm recording. But you know, it's still technically the same week. So Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout Season 2 was shown off recently. We saw a lot of the medieval stuff in there and the different games and the skins that they're doing over it. Uh, but they announced that Fall Guys Season 2 now starts on Thursday, October 8th. In the meantime, you can score some extra points. Uh, right now, they're doing um, double um, fame or whatever they call it. Uh, yeah, fame points uh, starting right now. Um, so you're able to get uh, further up in their season pass uh, for the season before season two launches. Um, the developer Mediatonic announced the news in a tweet, which tied the upcoming season to Halloween with the mention of a curse. The theme of the season isn't explicitly around the spooky holiday, though. As previously announced, it is around epic quests. That means a giant castle setting and costumes like dragon, knight, viking, wizard, and witch costumes. So that'll be pretty fun. I'm still jumping in every now and then with my daughter who loves kind of just playing through it. Uh, but yeah, as we get into the spooky season, if you will, Fall Guys Season 2 will be here. So I'm excited to see what changes. Um, YouTube Gaming has also announced that it will host a Fall Guys Season 2 charity event with a $100,000 prize going to United Nations Children Fund, a.k.a. UNICEF. Um, it will begin on 11 a.m. on Friday, October 9th. It will debut new content like costumes, emotes, and levels. It will be live streamed on the official Fall Guys channel. And feature streamers like A. Christine, Cool Rage, It's Funny, Jerome, ASF, Jazzy Guns, Keycraft, and Log.Zip will all be playing in this event, kind of highlighting it off there. So be pretty cool to see where the internet sensation Fall Guys continues on. Although I, I will say I'm seeing a lot less people streaming Fall Guys now that Among Us is kind of the new hotness. But I'm sure it will bounce back, especially for the launch of Season 2. Next up in the news, um, if you're a Nintendo fan... You no doubt know that a new character was announced for Smash last week, and that's Steve from Minecraft. I'm putting all my bias here aside from it because as much as I was like, oh my god, you gotta be kidding me, I get it. Minecraft is super popular. Um, I still have yet to play Minecraft ever, uh, despite playing you know, lots of weird games and often not great games. Um, never played Minecraft. played Minecraft Dungeons, but never ever played Minecraft once. So, um, to me... It's a whatever announcement, but I know people loved it. But here's the thing. is People have been talking about Minecraft, Steve, uh, for a long time. I remember when even Smash was the first being announced. They first started announcing the next characters. Everyone's like, oh, Steve from Minecraft's going to be there. And this has been talking a long time. Nintendo started talks with Mojang 
at least five years ago to bring Steve and the Minecraft stuff to Smash Bros, which is insane. So Steve, Alex, Zombie, and Enderman are all joining Super Smash Brothers, um, and people just lost their crap about it. But just to know that this had started work, you know, the full conversation that started five years ago is incredible. So I guess this maybe makes a little bit more sense when we think about some of these characters and how long it takes to get things done. We know Nintendo is a very Japanese company and they handle things a lot different in the way business is done and, and Microsoft is an American company and I know a lot of people don't want to talk about that and say like oh it's it's the way it is well to sit there and say to just get this collaboration going five years ago is an insane amount of time to be working on getting Steve from Minecraft there which also maybe makes more sense because I feel like Minecraft was way more popular five years ago than it is now and coach I assure you I'm the same height I, I can I can raise my seat up if you'd like if I look taller I get near the top of the screen here if you're watching there you go so now i'll talk down here so now i look i know i look way bigger now um <laughs> five one <laughs> so now all right now now i'm at least five five coach right get back to my seat here this is terrible for people actually listening versus watching um and now the last story and i'm glad coach is here for this to be honest because kevin's going to talk a sports game nhl 94 is one of the best hockey games ever one of the best sports games ever just saying that i played the mess out of that game on my uh, super nintendo and i loved it loved it a lot man and ea for once is doing something right gotta say so they announced nhl 94 rewind it's today's teams and rosters with controls and graphics from 94 so they're finally listening 94 was never played by coach wow coach um this is fantastic because I've said for a long time, especially when we look at things like the Nintendo Switch, like why doesn't Switch get sports games? Well, you know, they often can't handle the Frostbite engine or just the the things that we typically expect from a sports game when they look really good. Um, and here's the resolution for this. And I've said this for a long time. I was like, just make an old game and update the rosters. It's all good. But this is the first time they're doing it. So NHL 21, if you pre-order that, you'll play NHL 94 Rewind on 1030. I get to play that there, which is pretty awesome that you get to go back and experience that game the way it was with a modern, newer roster with their players. Although I will say, I probably know the teams from 94 much better than I know the teams from today, but I am still down to play the mess out of that. So check that out. NHL 94 Rewind EA Sports. It's in the game. Um, That's really all I have for this week, guys. Um, So I know it's a shorter show, but it's a little weird when only one dude is talking to himself and not having to bounce back and forth with Lucas and make jokes and make song references. Um, But yeah, that's all I got for this week. Lucas will be back next week and we'll be back with a more traditional, proper show, if you will. So before I leave, though, do check out the following things. PSVG.blog. Glad Coach got the joke. PSVG.blog to check out all the things the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network do, all the great shows from PlayStation Experiences to the Xbox Empire to Board With Video Games to everything we have on there. Yes, even the Nintendo Shack if you really want to punish yourself. Although I really wish an OT would come back. For those of you that don't know what OT is, you should check that out. But anyway, uh, PSVG.blog. If you want to support us monetarily, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. Shameless plug for myself, twitch.tv slash Kevin to follow my antics here. And I am... Thanks to the stream last night, primarily, and some help from our friends, a Twitch affiliate now. So, please, if you're not uh, subscribed or following me over there already, please do so. I'll be doing some review games, some weird stuff, and streaming stuff, and talking to you folks as much as I possibly can. 
You can follow me at PSVG Kevin on Twitter. You can also check out Fluxapose with Jason and Lucas. We have to endorse that because Lucas is not here to do so. But most importantly, we ask as always that you never stop gaming. This has been a PSVG production. Any music, sound effects, or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders. No infringement is intended. The views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.